Have you ever had one of those moments where something just hits home? You hear a quote, you read something in a book, you have an internal realization, and it just all makes sense. You wonder where that learning or information has been your entire life, and from there on after, you start living by it. I've certainly had those moments, and I hope that you have too. And if you haven't, or if you're open to inviting more into your life, I want to share three of mine with you today and go through some of the ideas and learnings that have truly transformed the way I live, so let's dive in. The first learning I want to share with you today is a quote from Stoic philosophy, and it's this. We suffer more in imagination than in reality. We suffer more in imagination than in reality. And this has proven to be so, so true in my life. And also when I look at the actions and behaviors of others, so many times we get so in our heads about something that we need to do, maybe a conversation that we need to have, a project that we need to start, or just something that will maybe move us forward in a big way, but with it involves some friction, some difficulty, some stepping out of the comfort zone. And within this, we start to think about all of that friction, all of that discomfort, and we start to catastrophize, we start to hypothesize about certain situations that are highly unlikely to even happen. We go to the extreme end of the spectrum. Maybe we're thinking about asking someone out on a date and we're thinking about being humiliated and embarrassed and breaking that relationship entirely with that person and it simply turns out to be just a yes or a no. Perhaps you need to have a difficult conversation with a member of your family and you're thinking they're going to react badly to this, they're going to shout, it's going to be an argument, they might even disown me as a family member and then they take it a lot better than you expected and you're able to get through what you really needed to talk about. And what this learning tells us is that almost 90% of the time we create far worse situations in our mind than how it actually feels in reality. Usually the worst case scenario doesn't end up happening. And this doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows, but also a lot of this comes down to how you approach these certain situations as well. But nine times out of 10, if you go in with the right mentality, you think a little, but you don't overthink and you go through the best way to navigate this conversation, this situation, whatever it is, usually you're not going to experience the worst case scenario. And quite often it's going to be way easier, way more manageable and also more successful than we actually think it's going to be. So team, I really want you to try and integrate this learning into your life. It's proved to be incredibly helpful for me and it's only proven to be true and true time and time again. Each situation you go through, it'll be reinforced that you've actually made things out to be worse in your head than they actually are in reality. And that will create a lot less friction about doing what you need to do, having the conversations that you need to have, and that will lead you to a lot more peace inner and external and success in your life. Number two is what someone mentioned on a podcast one time. He said this, we've been broken by a generation that never learned how to heal. We've been broken by a generation that never learned how to heal. I speak with a lot of people who have a lot of internal and external challenges. And when we look at some of the internal ones or even the external ones, quite often when someone comes to me with a weight loss goal, they didn't just get overweight because they like food a lot and they don't really like exercise. There's something deeper there. And if you dig deep enough, and this isn't necessarily with everyone, but usually you're going to find something that's linked to their childhood or something that's linked to the early 
early stages of their life that now has an impact on them in this present day. And it's usually those really important figures in the early stages of their life that cause these challenges. Intentional or unintentional, it tends to be the case, which usually means a lot of us need to go through healing, whether it's through therapy, whether it's through journaling, whether it's through whatever it might be. But usually we have to go back and do some work to ensure that we are not held back by these things. And during this process, whether you do the healing or not, is a lot of resistance towards the people who did this to you. A lot of people will place blame, place fault, say it's all of their fault for making me this way. This family figure never loved me, never helped me with my self-esteem, held me back, called me names, blah, 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 whatever it is. And some of this may be true, but have you ever stopped to think about their upbringing? Have you ever stopped to think about how they were once a baby and an innocent child who had nothing but purity within them? What do you think happened to them? I'm pretty willing to bet that the same things that are going on with you happen to them. And if we go generations back and generations back, we're going to see this pattern over and over again. And I think the modern day that we live in, we are very fortunate to have so much access to heal, to do the work. But if we look generations back, seeing a therapist some time ago would have been something that only quote unquote crazy people did, right? And now it's super, super normal. It's amazing for someone to be open and speak about this on social media. But in the past, you would have been looked at in a very, very different way. So in my eyes, the previous generations before us did not have that much access or opportunity to heal. So if they haven't been able to heal, and of course they are responsible for their own consciousness, their decisions, and all the choices that they make, but at the same time, I do think that they're at a disadvantage. And when you're able to have this perspective, you all of a sudden stop blaming them and you just feel compassion and empathy for the fact that they might have even got it worse than you did. And they just didn't have that opportunity to learn how to heal and to break that generational cycle. So you come from a place of being a victim to all of a sudden then being a place of acceptance. And trust me, you have a much, much better chance of healing yourself breaking that cycle if you come from a place of acceptance and you're not holding resentment and anger and frustration and all these things are ultimately not going to serve you. And this doesn't justify their actions or behaviors and they still have a responsibility within themselves to go do that work, especially if they're living and breathing right now, which I hope that they are, they now have the same access as you do. So to come full circle, remember that. It's not your fault, but it is now your responsibility. I'm going to repeat that. It's a nice side point for us. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to go heal yourself and fix those relationships if you're having challenges with them. Try to come from a place of acceptance and don't lead with that victim mentality. It is not helping anyone. And the final one on my list today is a quick and simple one it is simply three words. Action cures all. Action cures all. Think about those first two examples that we've discussed today. Suffering more in our imagination than reality. If you get out your head and you take action, you're much closer to a potential outcome that's going to serve you. And what's your key to healing? It's not staying stuck in your victim mindset. It's taking action. It's moving forward. It's doing the work to ensure that you get into the best possible place. I have never found a situation where action has not been helpful. Of course, it's not just reckless action without thinking about it. You do want to do a little bit of thinking, but it's a 
find balance before thinking becomes overthinking. So just try and get the information that you need and then take the smallest step that you can take towards the thing that you know that you need to do. This is key in a fat loss journey too. The biggest regret people have when they start their fat loss journey is simply not getting started sooner because they were thinking about how hard it was going to be, how long it would take, how they had no experience, how they didn't know if they were going to be a successful or not. And the reality is, is if you stay stuck there, you probably won't be a success. You probably won't move forward. It probably will take longer because you don't go anywhere by not taking action. So I'm going to leave this one as short and sharp because I feel it's very self-explanatory. But if you know that there's something that you need to do, but you're not taking the steps that you need to because you're overthinking and worrying about situations that don't exist right now, take the smallest step that you can and then try and build on it. Build on it even more and you will thank yourself so much in the long run. So team, I truly hope those lessons help you as much as they've helped me. Take care, have an amazing week ahead and I'll speak to you all very, very soon.